Heat exchangers are devices that transfer heat from one fluid to another. The fluids can be liquid, gas, vapor, in any combination. The most common types of heat exchangers in the Coast Guard are shell and tube, fin and tube, and plate type. A fin and tube heat exchanger is an air-cooled condenser used in ACNR systems. Refrigerant flows through a tube that runs back and forth through fins. The fins increase surface area and aid in transferring heat. Maintenance on the heat exchanger is conducted in accordance with the unit's PMS NSTM Chapter 254 in the Manufacturer's Technical Manual for the specific heat exchanger being maintained. Conditions that indicate corrective maintenance should be completed on the heat exchanger include temperature differential, pressure differential, and contamination of one fluid into another. A plate type heat exchanger is made up of parallel metal plates separated by gaskets. Fouling, scaling, and blockage in tubes of shell and tube heat exchanger reduce heat transfer. You want to clean the tube sheet and the inside of the shell using fresh water and either a stiff non-metallic brush or a plastic scraper. The best method for cleaning tubes is the high-pressure water jet to remove soft fouling. It includes a high-pressure pumping unit, a high-pressure hose, a three-way valve, and a flexible lance nozzle. Back flushing will not remove all traces of soft fouling. It can, however, extend the interval between mechanical cleaning and heat exchangers. Disassembling and cleaning a plate-type heat exchanger is only done when a decrease in performance indicates that it is necessary. Inspect a heat exchanger twice, once before cleaning and once after cleaning. Heat exchanger tubing is subject to a number of problems, including corrosion, stress corrosion, erosion, and mechanical damage. Detecting leaks is a primary goal of inspecting a plate-type heat exchanger. Leaks can be caused by defective or damaged gaskets, defective or damaged plates, overpressurization, and misaligned or reversed plates. A boiler is a container used to produce steam or hot water. The advantages of fire tube boilers are they are inexpensive to build, simple to operate, and they require less maintenance. In a water tube boiler, water passes through the tubes while combustion gases flow around the tubes. The advantage of a water tube boiler are less warm-up time, ratio of size and weight to steam produced, and the disadvantages of a water tube boiler are requires more maintenance and they're expensive to build. Steam, which contains 70% moisture, is considered 30% quality. Steam traps that are most commonly used by the Coast Guard are thermostatic float type and inverted bucket type. The burner unit is used on an auxiliary boiler to produce a controlled fire in the combustion chamber in order to heat boiler water. The burner unit in most Coast Guard applications consist of four separate systems. They are the water slash steam system, electrical system, air system, and fuel system. A condensate or feed pump is used to pump water from the condensate tank to the boiler. The burner motor is located on top of the boiler. The motor drives a squirrel cage type blower which provides combustion air to the combustion chamber. 
When the burner motor is energized in a squirrel cage blower, air is delivered to the combustion chamber via a centrifugal fan. The squirrel cage blower delivers a high quantity of air for its size and combustion. When adjusting the damper, its position should be scribed into the blower housing for future reference. On the Waywolf boiler fuel system, the fuel oil filter is used to remove fine particulate matter from the fuel before entering the pump and may either contain a strainer or filter or both. The vacuum gauge allows for monitoring fuel pump suction pressure and is read in inches of mercury. The water level control components either start or stop the feed water pump or prevent the burner system from operating when there is a lack of water in the boiler for safe boiler operation. With the Johnson boiler as a burner housing that is used to support all burner components and to direct the combustion air towards the furnace, and the forced draft fan motor with mounted blower wheel supplies the combustion air to the furnace and they are mounted on the back side of the burner housing. In an auxiliary boiler, when the combustion diffuser cone is warped or melted, it must be replaced. If replacement is necessary, follow the procedures given in the manufacturer's technical manual. On the auxiliary boiler, if the fuel oil nozzle is renewed, ensure that the one with the same rating is used. Never interchange nozzle parts as they are matched with each other and must remain that way. Safety combustion controls are devices designed to shut down the burner and prevent flooding of the furnace with fuel in the event of ignition failure or flame failure. Fuel pump inlet pressure should not exceed 3 psi gauge. Increased fuel oil pressure causes unseating of the shaft seal and fuel leakage. The water side of a boiler must be cleaned periodically to remove any scale buildup which, like soot on the fire side, acts as an insulator and reduces heat transfer. With the auxiliary boiler fuel system, an increase in the amount of vacuum on the fuel pump suction gauge may be an indication of the filter becoming clogged. A lower than normal discharge pressure may be an indication of a faulty fuel pump. Auxiliary boiler water testing. When the water in a boiler turns to steam, the minerals which are in the water remain. If left untreated, these minerals build up on the tubes and become scale. Auxiliary boiler water testing parameters are usually alkalinity testing, TDS or total dissolved solids, and chloride. Alkalinity is pH level of 8 to 11.5, TDS is below 1000 parts per million, and chloride is less than 10 parts per million. Flash type evaporator. In a six stage flash type evaporator, the feed water is heated in a series of shell and tube type heat exchangers and then discharged into the first stage flash chamber. The flashing of the feed water occurs when the pressure in the flash chamber is lower than the saturation pressure of the feed, the feed temperature. The quantity of fresh water produced depends on the following. The quantity of seawater feed entering the first stage flash chamber and the total reduction in temperature of the seawater feed in the flashing process. The heated seawater feed passes through a feed temperature regulator which maintains the feed water at a constant optimal temperature before it enters into the first stage flash device. The steam feed heater heats the seawater feed to the desired temperature before the feed enters the first stage flash chamber.
Baffles are positioned to direct the flow in order to optimize heat transfer. The purpose of the distillate cooler is to lower the temperature of the distillate as the feed water is heated. The actual flashing of the feed water is accomplished when the pressure in the first stage flash chamber is lower than the saturation pressure corresponding to the temperature of the seawater feed. When the seawater temperature is below 38 degrees Fahrenheit, the vacuum required in the sixth stage tends to be greater than the vacuum pump system can attain. The total distillate product of all the stages is finally drawn out of the sixth stage distillate trough by the distillate pump. When dealing with an OWS, the vacuum gravity design provides the most efficient and effective means of separating oil from water. When cleaning off the oil sensing probe prongs, you want to use an emery cloth or a wet sandpaper. When replacing the oil sensing probe, ensure that the threads are properly aligned. And for the gravity drain, the vessel drain sample valve must be higher than the tank into which it is to discharge. While working on a hydraulic system, always remember to cover the joints with flange shielding to prevent leaking fluid from spraying. Never take fluid samples from a high pressure line, only from a low pressure side. And never attempt to repair leaks on operating machinery. When a hydraulic system is operating incorrectly, the cause is generally traced to one of the following. Presence of air in the system. Hydraulic pumps convert mechanical energy from a prime mover, such as an engine or electric motor, into hydraulic energy, which is pressure. Cavitation occurs when pump inlet vacuum gets high enough to pull entrapped air out of the hydraulic fluid. Cavitations occur with as little as 5 inches HG. Types of hydraulic motors are the gear motor, vane motor, and piston motor. The piston motor is axial and radial, the vane motor is balanced and unbalanced, and the gear motors are internal and external. Three main types of accumulators are spring-loaded, weight-loaded, and gas-charged. Two types of filters are full-flow and proportional-flow. Strainers trap contaminants from fluid flowing through them. They're usually constructed of a fine metal mesh with pores larger than 50 microns. Two most common types of strainers used in hydraulic systems are wire mesh, which is several layers of wire mesh, and an edge disc. It's got a stack of metallic discs separated by metal spacers. Primary indication that a filter element is clogged and needs renewing is a pressure differential that exceeds a specific value. Indications that a pump inlet strainer is clogged include pump noise caused by cavitation and a high vacuum pressure at the inlet side of the pump. AC induction motors are the most widely used motor. Virtually all electrical motors use a magnetic field rotation to spin the rotors. The rotor is mounted on the shaft using bearings on each end. One end of the shaft is normally kept longer than the other for driving the load. Limit switches are electromechanical devices that require physical contact between a target object and a switch activator to make contacts change state. Pressure switches are actuated by a change in the pressure of a liquid or a gas. Absolute switches are used where pressures are to be measured independently of the natural fluctuations in atmospheric pressure. 
Gauges are used to measure pressure above atmospheric pressure, and vacuum measurement switches measure vacuum pressure. Alright, that's it for the auxiliary. Kind of in depth, but try the quick guide if it doesn't work.